Hi friends, welcome to Bookish Bliss, our virtual book club. Every week we will dig into a section of chapters in our favorite books. Let's get started. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode six of Bookish Bliss. We have a lot to discuss today. Yes, this week we are discussing our final thoughts of A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. There will be spoilers as we are discussing our favorite and least favorite things from the entire book. So you have to read the whole book to listen. Amanda, what are you drinking tonight? Megan, I don't have my bestie, Mark Westy. For the second time in a row. For the second week in a row. Mm -hmm. But I am finishing the Josh bottle. So that's what I have in my cup. What are you drinking tonight, Megan? Well, I said if I didn't have red wine, that something would be wrong in a previous episode. (laughs) And I don't have red wine tonight, so I'm very upset. (laughs) Well, I am going on vacation tomorrow, and I just didn't want to open, like, a big bottle of red wine because I refuse to buy small bottles of wine. And so I (laughs) put ginger ale in a champagne glass Perfect. for this episode. Just to I love it. Toast our final episode of Akatar with I cannot. But we've been saying this for weeks now. I can't believe we're done. I can't believe we're done, but really this is like the last final straw <laughs> for Akatar. This is literally the last time we will talk about Akatar yes. in in full, really. Yeah. Like, we might reference it in the next couple of books, but this is our last, like, official Akatar episode. Wild. We are finally here. We made it. We made it. So, cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers to us. Cheers to you. Cheers to us. Or as my niece would say, cheers to life. Yes. (laughs) Charlotte's been saying salute. She's so cute. Before we start, Megan, I have to say thank you so much for suggesting this book as our first book because I loved it. And if anybody, any of our listeners out there that need a good book to read, you call Megan because she (laughs) has added dozens of books to my shelf since we've started this podcast, even before we started this podcast. And she has the best recommendations. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. Yes. Even last night, we went to Barnes & Noble. We did our little trip trip and I was just piling books like onto Amanda's pile. She's like, you have no choice. You have to get this one. You have to get this one. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And I'm so excited. She's like, Megan, I cannot buy 25 books tonight. I'm like, okay, I guess that is a reasonable thing to say. We settled on five. Yeah. Five is good. I think, well, did I end up buying five or six? I think I ended up just getting five. Did you? I thought you got six. I think I put the Frida McFadden book down. Oh, yeah, you did. Because I was like, this isn't going anywhere. (laughs) It's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, there'll be plenty of them for you to get in the future. Yes, we we are going to buddy read Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark. Yeah, Sophie Lark. I'm so excited for that one. Me too. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a little bonus episode about it. Bonus episode. (laughs) I know, we do have some pretty cool and exciting bonus content coming to you guys very soon that we are very, very, very excited about. So Yes, I'm so excited for that. Yes. All right. For the final time for Akatar, let's get started with the good stuff and discuss our final thoughts. Over to you, Meg. Please start by telling us your rating scale and what your final rating for Akatar is. 
Yes. Okay. So this will be good to know for all books going forward that we cover. This is going to be my rating scale and how I rate books. And it's kind of changed over the years. And I'm sure as I continue to develop as a reader, it will change as well as I like and dislike things. So right now I'll start from five stars. Five stars is I am obsessed. I will recommend to everyone and anyone I meet on the street which I do all the time. I have no problems talking to strangers and (laughs) I do this a lot. My four stars is I liked it. I enjoyed it from start to finish, but I wasn't obsessed. I'm not thinking about it too, too much afterwards. I don't have like a book hangover. Yeah. My three stars is I'm not really feeling one way or the other about it. I'm kind of just neutral and, but I didn't hate it. So I'm kind of just like, eh. I don't really know where to put this. Like, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. There are probably parts that I liked. I don't know. So that's mm-hmm. where my three stars come Neutral. in. Yeah. Yeah. My two stars are I had to force myself to finish, but maybe there was a character or two that held my attention and that's why I forced myself to finish because I needed to know what happened to them. And then my one star is I really disliked this book. I did not finish it. I DNF'd it. And I... Or I really, really, really had to force myself to finish and it took me months to do. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm really trying in the year of 2024 to actually DNF books that I do not like. Yeah. Well, especially because you read hundreds of books. Like, why force yourself? You have so many good ones just waiting to be picked up. Just <laughs> waiting for me to read. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so originally, I had rated Akatar five stars when I first read it. And I'm going to keep it the same because I feel like it would be cheating to go back and change it now that mm-hmm. I know everything that I know. I'd maybe give it 4.5 stars if I could go back, but I do literally recommend this series to everybody that I meet. There are so many Including people <laughs> in our friend group that yes. have read Akatar because I cannot shut up about this series. <laughs> so, and it's not just Akatar. I'm like, Throne of Glass, Crescent City, like you need to read the entire universe, like obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. Yes. So therefore, I'm going to keep it at five stars. I love the journey Feyre is on. And I can't wait for you guys to see where she goes next. Yes, I know. I cannot wait. And I also should mention, Megan did coerce me into buying the entire Throne of Glass series and Crescent City series, but I'm not allowed to read it until we finish Akatar. So I told you you could start Throne of Glass, but I yes. told you you can't start Crescent City until you right. finish Akatar. Right, yeah. All right, Amanda, break down your rating scale for us and what you rated Akatar. Okay, so I'll start again from five stars like you. Five stars for me is that I'm hooked from page one. Can't put it down. Can't stop thinking about it. Blew my mind. Adrenaline rush when I finish. Absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Four stars. Slow start, but once I pick it up, I am hooked and excited to read it. Yeah. Three stars. I liked it, but I'm not crazy about it. Finished it feeling more neutral like you. Yeah. Two stars. Forced myself to finish, but I did like some part. Yeah. It's hard sometimes because you do like certain things that are happening in the book, but... Other times, if that character is not in it or I don't know, it's just hard to read. I don't even think I've ever given a book a two stars, to be honest. But actually, I probably could think of one. And you know exactly. 
which one I'm thinking of. I refuse to buy the book. I know. Well, I that's a lie. I did buy the book, but it got lost in transit from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that was just a sign. I went yeah. to the bookstore to buy it in person and I literally could not do it. So yeah. I just made Amanda tell me what happened and I'm glad I didn't <laughs> read it. You didn't miss anything special, but yeah, we'll leave what the name of that book is out of the park. yeah we won't we won't go there yeah <laughs> if you want to know dm us and we'll tell you secretly. yes we'll tell you secretly <laughs> <laughs> and finally one star just like you forced myself to finish but didn't like it at all if i do not finish a book I, it doesn't even get a star from me so yeah i i might just like delete it off my to be read list if yeah. i dnf it but i really yeah i guess i would have a hard time reading an author like one star if i didn't right. even finish the entire book but yeah I don't know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do but yeah, overall exactly. like the books that I'm reading I know I'm gonna be obsessed with so mm-hmm. same it would take a lot for me to be like oh I should not have bought this book yeah I think you have pretty good judgment on books by now yeah of what you want to read yeah I take every consideration of every book that you tell me very seriously yeah <laughs> I kind of know what I like and what I don't like I'll mix in you know some other types of genres in but I'm a big, obviously, romanticy, like fantasy yeah. girl. Love my romance and rom coms. I get iffy with thrillers because I feel like I always figure out the plot twist right away. So if anyone yeah. has any good thriller recommendations, I know Amanda has given me some, <laughs> but if anyone has any yes. mind blowing <laughs> thriller novels, please let me know. And then I, you know, throw in a contemporary fiction every once in a while, but like every once in a yeah. while. Yeah, same. Honestly, I'm like you, except I would rather read a thriller than a romance mm. book i can dabble in romance but i get over yeah. it real quick and i love the mystery of figuring out the thriller like if i figure it out and it's good then i'll still love it sometimes i'll figure it out and be like damn i wish i didn't <laughs> figure that out because i'm not well, as you're very good at now, figuring but... things out but you're just Thank like christina you. one of our friends and my best friend yeah christina. yeah love she her. loves a thriller <laughs> she's constantly reading thrillers we do book of the month and every you know mm-hmm. every time there's usually like a romance and there's a thriller they'll throw in like a historical fiction or contemporary fiction every once in a while but you know Christina's going for the thriller and I'm going for the romance (laughs) what did you rate Akatar? so I did give it four and a half stars because it was kind of medium speed for Mm. me in the beginning once it took off though I could not stop wanting to read it I had to physically stop for the podcast purposes (laughs) but it was tough it was definitely tough but I think the beginning of it for me and I understand that there's a lot of world building it's a five book series fantasy but there's other fantasy books that I feel like hooked me a little bit sooner which is why I couldn't have given it the full five stars but it was really really close four and a half stars I think it definitely is a slow star I think when I even first read this and I'm like why do I care that she's in the woods like hunting like I get like it's super important But it's definitely like a super slow start. But then by the ending yeah. chapters, like we read 40 to 46, like in one sitting together. In yeah, s- That's what I love about books is when you get so hooked that you read it so fast and you don't even realize an hour later you're finished with a quarter of the book. Holy yeah, shit. we didn't even stop to take notes. No, we didn't. I was like, I can't. I need to just keep reading, texting Megan after every chapter. Like, holy shit, holy shit, holy yeah. shit. We'll, we'll do them after. <laughs> we'll do them after. Yeah. I also loved that 
the ending was so mm-hmm. happy. Because you don't expect that, really, in a five-series book, I would say. Like, you always expect to be kind of like a cliffhanger, which we do semi-get with Resan, but I just love that it all wrapped together. Yeah, like, if she maybe never wrote another book again of this series, like, it, tie- yeah. it kind of wraps it in a nice present and with the bow on top. Yeah. But, yeah, it does give you, like, some sort of happily ever after, even though we know it's happily ever after dot 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 yeah dot 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 yeah exactly (laughs) so pretty good ratings for this book we both obviously Mm -hmm. love it and we are very excited to keep going on with the series but before we do that let's talk about our favorite and least favorite characters and I'll let you go first so my favorite character I think I talked the most about Alice, Lucian, and Resand throughout Mm -hmm. all of these episodes so far. But I think overall, this time of reading, I'm going to give all my love to the sass queen herself, Alice. I paid more attention to the things she said this time around and just loved her so much more than I did the first time reading. I don't know if it's because we had those silly backstories with Tara about how she didn't know what (laughs) what Alice really looked like or just yeah. like loving the banter between Feyre and Alice more. I think the first time around reading this like I was obviously just like obsessed with Feyre and I still love yeah. her so much but Alice is just the winner for me this time. I could see that totally. I love her too. She's a great supporting yeah. character. I couldn't great. I, literally I think every episode I'm talking about Alice <laughs> how much I love yes. her sass and the comments that I she's know. making. Yep you definitely do. <laughs> Should I say my favorite and then we'll go back to the yeah. least favorite okay so my favorite is Lucian yes <laughs> Lucy, Lucy baby. baby I love him his story just tugs at my mm. heartstring I love the bickering bestie vibe he's loyal he cares so much for both favorite and mm. Tamlin he's honest and just an all-around great character I had so many emotions for Lucian from happy to sad to laughing at his lines to being pissed mm-hmm. at him but it's all worth it. And I can't wait to see what happens with Lucian throughout the series. Yeah, I'm so he's excited. kind of like our brother, too, because we love yeah. him. We hate him. We love him again. We want to punch him in the face because <laughs> I was just thinking those exact words. We want to punch yeah. him in the face. <laughs> he's just. But also we want to grab his cheeks and give him a big hug and like, love him, Like, baby, I love yeah. you, but you're being stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop <laughs> being a follower. Stop doing everything Tam Tam tells you to do. Literally. He's like his little minion but sometimes. But we still love him. Still got the favorite character yeah. so far no, in this series. No, I, I can appreciate that being your favorite character reading this for the first time. Yeah. So who is your least favorite, Megan? Well, that's a big toss-up here. My criticism went the most to Nesta, Elaine her father, mm-hmm. Amarantha, and Tamlin. So that's who I kind of criticized the most during these episodes. Yeah. So that's kind of how I was deciding my most favorite and my least favorite is like, who did I talk about loving the most? And then who did I talk about? Like, yeah. who did I criticize the most? But I think I'm not mm-hmm. going to go with any of those this time for my least favorite. What? I'm going to go with the Ator because honestly, it sucks the mm-hmm. most. Such a follower, yeah. no mind of its own, beat up Feyre, pushed her into a wormhole, tricked her by being Tam Tam at the end of the book. Everyone else, you can yes. kind of justify their actions in some sort of way, 
but not that yeah. thing. All around. Yeah. He even caught her in the freaking yes. cave. God damn yeah. Ator. So all around terrifying <laughs> and just an awful creature. I hated the Ator the most. Yeah. That's a good answer. I like Thanks. that. Who was your least favorite character? So my least favorite character is one of the ones you gave the most criticism to, Feyre's mm. father. I just mm-hmm. hated him. He would put the lives of four people in the hands of his child the smallest child, the youngest mm-hmm. child, letting his daughter starve because he was depressed and couldn't get himself out of it. And when Nessa brings up that he didn't do enough to save the mom, that just is what did it yeah. for me the- with this guy. I was just like, fuck this guy. I don't even care yeah. if he died. He could die tomorrow. And I would be like, now they don't have to freaking feed another person. The final. Not, I mean, they're rich now, so they don't have to worry about starving. Yeah. But The final nail in the coffin for you. Yes. Like, you don't do everything to save your wife? Yeah, that is strange. As a filthy, rich motherfucker, you should be doing everything for the love of your life. I mean, come on. You got all the resources, all the money, and you let her die. It's interesting, though. Like, we never really get, like, a full conversation with the dad. We get some additional conversation with Nesta and Elaine when she goes back to the mortal lands, but we don't really get anything with the dad besides him counting her new inheritance and... Yeah, all he cares about is money. Yeah. He does not give a shit about Feyre. Or that she was back. Yeah. Well, he threw the Nothing. ball for her and he cried. Yeah, he threw a ball for her, <laughs> all right. Who was it for, Where's Megan? her money now? Hmm. She must have left it there. She didn't take it back to the no, spring No, she court. didn't. She just left it there. I mean, not that I think she really cares, but... Yeah, she yeah. doesn't care. Obviously, money is not important to her, like her freaking stupid dad, <laughs> but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's why he's my least favorite. I just think we could have even done without him in this yeah, book. Yeah, they could have been parentless far. and it would have been fine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They could have been orphans. They basically were anyway. <laughs> basically, yeah. So, Megan, tell us what you like about this book Okay. Well, I love the entire world that Sarah has created in Perithian. I can't wait for Amanda and all of you lovely readers to see more of the world as well. I loved this, like, otherworldliness and mystery to the world. I want to live there as a high fae. I loved the <laughs> serial given us all the scoop. I loved Amarantha's head being stabbed into the wall. I just <laughs> loved so many different things. I obviously loved the banter between Resand and Fira. Mm-hmm. Loved it so much. We're gonna get more of it, I'm sure. Even more spicier versions as well. And I can't wait for you all to come on the journey with me so that I don't have to be alone with this knowledge any longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is a good answer. You have a lot of good answers Oh my god, thank you so much. You might have read this book once or twice. Literally, it's an obsession. So (laughs) I'm like, what do I love most? Do you have the entire hour where I can just talk by myself? (laughs) (laughs) It was a good little summary for sure. Leave it short and sweet so we can move on to what you loved the most. Yes. So I thought it was a great introduction Mm -hmm. to Prithian. I love the supporting characters, Alice, Lucian, Nesta. Yes, Nesta. Even though I hated her in the beginning, I loved how she turned out. I love the romance between Tamlin and Feyre, even though it did start a little slow and then all of a sudden it's like at 100. But for me, Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved that there were mysteries to solve including what like what the blight yeah. was, what the rest of the curse was, what the yeah. riddle was, but most of all, I loved that she turned to High Fae. Did at you? The end of the book. I did not see that coming, yeah. Megan. I have to say I didn't see it that either. It was such a surprise when I read it the first time around. I didn't think it would happen until like maybe the next book. I definitely 
did not. I don't know. I just assumed, like I said last episode, that she would be human for at least most of the book. And then maybe like the very end, she'd be a high fae. But that was a total shock to me. But I love it because it just sets up the next book to learn so much more mm-hmm. about the world and the magic and the mystery. And I'm just, I just yeah, love it. Yeah, we get it. to go on this wild ride with Feyre as she learns to be high fae. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, Megan, tell us what you did not like about this book. Well, I think we all know what I did not like about this book. But basically, Tamlin acting like a dud the entire book. Lucian, Vera, Alice, and Rhysand carried this story for me. Let's just be honest, Tam Tam gave us some mad fiddle skills, but his dark, late-in-the-night confessions were just not doing it for me. It didn't do it for me the first time around. And it wasn't doing it for me this time around. Don't get me wrong. Like, I loved Mm -hmm. Tamlin when I read this book the first time around. I was definitely enamored by him because he was mysterious and, like, broody. He's so powerful but so soft He has the weight of the world on his shoulders and you just want to fix him. But when I really was thinking about how he told her that he loved her when she was sleeping, I don't know, what was the, you're just what I dreamed of you'd be or whatever when she was sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, dude, man up. You're a high lord. Like, with this powerful beast, and you can't tell favor that you love her to her face? I don't know. It's so funny, the different perspectives we have as, like, a reader of the whole series, and then me as a beginner reader, and I'm just like, oh, he just really was nervous about the curse and didn't want to, like, make her think that he was only saying that for the curse and whatever else I was making excuses for for him, but it's so funny to see the different perspectives. I think I was side-eyeing him the first time around, too, so my opinion on it hasn't changed. Yeah. But I will say I was like in love with Tamlin the first time I read it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people to think that I hate Tamlin in this book. I don't. I just think that there's so many things that he could have done differently. Yeah. That I think would have been so much better. Yeah. I also dislike all the bad, ugly fairy creatures and Amarantha being a total bitch. Yes. I have to agree with that for sure. And Amanda, what did you dislike? My main dislikes at first were just stressing about Feyre constantly, putting Mm -hmm. herself in danger and just ignoring every warning sign that every single character had for her, including Lucian, including Alice including Tamlin like she just didn't care did what she wanted but then I realized you know she's a badass she can face anything head on so I got over that pretty quickly after the first half of the book I would say and but the back end of the book the violence on Feyre from the fairies kind of throughout the whole book but mostly towards the end of the book Mm -hmm. I hated the most I almost convinced myself that The beating she took under the mountain was fake because I just could not bear that this little fragile girl is getting beaten up by these magical creatures like that. So I I just cringed during those parts. And that's pretty much what I disliked the most. So funny. But I also have to add, I hate Amarantha. That bitch. Although, which I'll explain later, I do have an understanding of her and where she comes from. But I'll explain more (laughs) later. (laughs) So, Megan, next on our list, tell us what your favorite part was of the book. My favorite part of the book is anytime Feyre is staring Amarantha down. Literally, when she comes out of that freaking muddy hole Mm -hmm. after just being such a genius killing that minigarn worm and throws that bone sword at Amarantha who is wearing that white dress in the mud. Like, 
epic for me. Just, like, would love to see that actually played out in a TV show, which I think there is rumors or, like, it's in the works of a TV show, but it's been going on for a while. But I would love to see that part happen. I would be so excited to watch that entire scene go down. It's one of my favorite parts in this book. And even when she's, like, about to have her mental breakdown and, you know, recents, like, hold her stare. Stare that bitch down. You are better than her. You will always be better than her. And just know that. And I just think, you know, her sticking up to Amarantha as a human mortal is just so epic to me. Yeah, badass. Yeah, anytime she's kind of like taking Amarantha down is just like a favorite part for me. Perfect. And how about you, Amanda? I have to admit my favorite part, obviously I've kind of already mentioned this, but when all the High Lords extend their hands to bring Feyre back to life as High Fae, I'll never get over it. It was so unexpected, but also so heartwarming. They all came together for her since she Mm -hmm. was the one really who broke the curse and saved the whole land. The whole world. Yeah. Yeah, the whole world and gave Tamlin his power back to even kill Amarantha. Mm -hmm. That would be a cool scene to watch as well, like play out. Yeah. It's just, it's an epic moment. Yes, I will never get over it. It was just, like you said, Megan, I'm usually pretty good at predicting a book and I really (laughs) did not see that coming. So it has to be my favorite part. (laughs) You, Yeah, you are very good. It is such a cool scene to see them all kind of band together after Amarantha's demise and save the girl that saved them. It's... Yeah, because they didn't have to do that. They could have just taken their magic and yeah. ran for the hills. Been like but... selfish high fae and exactly. went back to their courts without even blinking an eye. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a heartwarming moment to see them all come yeah. through for Pharaoh when she really came through for them. And to see it come exactly. like to start with Lucian's you know, dad with the Autumn Court coming forward mm-hmm. first, which is still blowing my mind. I mean, I said I last week I don't remember him being the first one to start this. Wild to me. No, I agree. I totally agree. And actually, since you said that I cannot wait to see him in the next book like how he acts and what his mannerism is and how they interact I'm just so excited to see where the story goes for sure yeah it definitely is a wild journey for us all that we're gonna be embarking (laughs) upon yes so tell us what your least favorite part of Akatar was you can say Tamlin. It's no, okay. it's not. It's <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tamlin. My least favorite parts would probably be anytime Lucian is being backstabby or mm-hmm. like yelling at Feyre for trying to survive. I think both times yeah. in the cell where he comes to her and is being kind of, I don't know, like condescending and like, what do you think you're doing? Like she's not smart and she's not like doing all this to save their lives. Right. I was yeah. kind of just like disappointed in Lucian for doing that when he should just be like supporting her and having her back. And and I feel like yeah. there's always a, yeah, but I have your back, but you did yeah. this wrong and here's why. And I just right. like didn't want to see that from Lucian. I just wanted him yeah. at this point in time in the book to just like have Feyre's back after she literally has saved his life already once. And then after, like, the second trial twice, she's just, like, constantly saving him. And he's done, like, really nothing except fix a broken nose for it this time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. His mom even did something after one time, never mind. Yeah, I think it's because I love Lucian so much. And so just in those moments, it was just kind of disappointing to me where I just wanted him to, like, be a shoulder for her to cry on when she couldn't have of Tamlin. Yeah. I think too, it kind of makes you weary about trusting him mm. at first. 
for for at least me as a new reader. Yeah. I mean, it's just like she's all alone in that cell. Like the only people she's hanging out with are like weird demon creatures that work for Resand yeah. and Resand. Yeah. And, and, and it's like yeah. you can't trust him as far as you can throw him in this moment. So Lucian should be the one that she should be able to lean on because he can sneak yeah. down into the cell and see her. Like his moves aren't being watched like Tamlin's are. And so if he really is, you know, there to protect both Favor and Tamlin, Tamlin, like I feel like Lucian should be being that support system for her and I feel like she was just alone yeah I agree totally agree with that what was your least favorite part I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over now but when favorite gets hurt is my least favorite part but specifically when she breaks her arm oh yeah the gore that was kind of tough to read more than cringy how about when Amaritha snapped her neck yeah I mean I feel like so much was going on. I didn't really take that part in. (laughs) Maybe the snapping of the neck. She mentions too, like her neck is at a weird angle, like, ugh, just cringy. But the hole in her arm, I think that was the worst for me. Her body definitely took a hit under the mountain. Even when Rhysand is saying, like when she's looking through Rhysand's eyes at her body and it's just so broken. Like, I don't even want to know what that looks like. I'm glad we just left it at broken and not gave a description of it literally how dead she really was before her neck was even broken. I don't even know if I would be able to handle it if it was more of a description there. Yeah, because we love Fera. We love her. I do love her, even though I want it to be like, why don't you just listen to somebody sometimes when they're warning you? But now I see why. Yeah. She's stubborn and an unfazed queen. Yes. And she's headstrong. Well, now she's phased. Now she has trauma. Yeah. Now she has trauma for sure. But she's got all these new powers now and all this new strength. And we'll see where it goes. But I'm hoping it's for the better. Yeah. I'm sure it will be. Me too. Okay. Now let's go over the predictions that I made. I left out Mm -hmm. all the ones I got wrong. But the ones that came true. You don't want me to go over those ones? No, I don't. I can't even (laughs) listen to those parts of the episode sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, this is cringy that I was so wrong about Amarantha not being a bad freaking evil person. Okay, yeah. With that, I was like, no, she is really a bad person, Amanda. Like, that was so embarrassing. So we're not going to. We're not going to rehash okay. that. I organized them by okay. episode. So I'm just going to briefly mention it and then we can talk Sounds about good. it. So from episode one, I predicted that she was going to paint something and Tamlin would fall in love with her, which was somewhat yeah. true since she gifted him the painting and they connected over the feeling of being alone. Yeah. It kind of like took their relationships to the next level. Yeah. I no, definitely. Say. I feel like this was actually like probably my favorite moment between Favor and Tamlin was that dinner they had yeah. before this. And then she gifts him that painting of the meadow where they spent time together, the Glen. And then he mm-hmm. is like really appreciating all the artwork and hard work that she's been putting in over the past couple of weeks and is really looking through her life and learning about her in this moment. And yeah, when he picks the forest and he says it makes him feel less alone, it definitely was just like a heartwarming moment between them and like kind of solidifying like you said their bond and so yeah Yeah. no you were definitely right about that you know I was definitely you know trying to hold in my smiles when you say things oh my god you did a great job yeah I just really tried to hold in like my smiles when you were right and like not my laughs when you were really wrong especially when I appreciate I do want to bring up one where you were so wrong you were like so fixated on this mercenary for the longest time oh my god I know (laughs) and I just wanted to be like just get off that path 
like, get off the mercenary path. Like, I knew she was going to come back into the story somehow. So that was just at the time we were so into learning about the blight and figuring out what the hell was wrong with Prithian. So I think I just tried to connect her somehow. But she did end up coming back with Nesta and going to the wall mm. with her. So I was on to something, but completely, completely wrong about where well, that was Well, I think going. like you just made such a big deal about her in like chapter three or whatever that you would think that she yeah. would come into play like fighting a fairy again for Feyre or something right. but Sarah's yeah. like no. maybe she'll come back <laughs> yeah. again no no <laughs> we're not gonna we're not yeah, gonna go no. there not another riot <laughs> okay so let's move on the second prediction I made in episode one was that we were going under the mountain because Sarah you know our girl she wrote the dedication to her husband she knew that he would go under the mountains for mm-hmm. her that was kind of obvious can't really take a lot of credit for that one I mean it's written right on the page so I knew we were yeah. going there no we were definitely going under the mountain I think it's yeah. like on the map you see that in the dedication and you just kind of know exactly. we're going under the mountain yeah somehow yeah. some way we're going we'll get yeah. there yeah <laughs> so another prediction in episode one the last one that was half true is that her family was coming back into the story at mm-hmm. some point I originally thought it was going to be as bait or as a punishment mm-hmm. but I still think the family will be used as bait or punishment some point in this series but only half true here they did come back in a different way and obviously I don't want to give away any spoilers for any of the other books but I think like her family coming back into the story is a good prediction to have and I'll leave it at that okay good yeah they can't not come back into the story there's no way they just make one appearance in book one and then never talked about again so I don't think it's giving anything away there I think it's a pretty good insinuation it's her (laughs) sisters and she talks about them a lot even when she's not with them she's always thinking about them or what they would say or whatever yeah exactly (laughs) So episode two was a big fail for me. None of my predictions came true. We already mentioned the big ones, but (laughs) none of them came true. So we're just going to skip right over that to episode three. Moving on. Episode three. I predicted that Feyre will break the curse and say I love you and Tamlin would get his powers back and defeat Amarantha. Mm -hmm. And she has done it, folks. She did it. She did it. I think that was the only way (laughs) this book really could have ended. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't really put my finger on what the curse was the extra part yep. of the curse. Even the blight, that was shocking to me that it was actually a not blight. a sickness in the land and it was a yeah. person. That was a whole other mind fuck. I was like, I'm never going to be able to guess anything <laughs> in this book because I can't fucking guess that the blight is not even a blight. No, You're but... going to be in for it in the next book. I can't wait to hear your predictions as we read them. <laughs> I know, I cannot wait. <laughs> so the second one for episode three was that one of Amarantha's minions was going to find Favor wandering and bring her to Amarantha under yep. the mountain and the Ator finds her in the cave so I was right about you that one. were right yeah she didn't even make it for like five <laughs> minutes inside under the mountain before Literally. she was caught yep she sees the light and then feels the yep. hand right away and the last prediction I made in episode three that came true was poor Claire better was not going to survive yeah she R-A-P. was a goner from the second <laughs> they took her she from her house she was a goner yep literally when you find out about Amarantha's backstory that she didn't even let her slaves free she just killed them instead you know no human 
demon is surviving. No. Technically, no. Feyre didn't even survive. Yeah, no, nope. she didn't. Yeah, you're right. No, nope. she didn't. Yeah, she's so lucky that she got that word love out before her neck got. Yeah, she was down <laughs> to the final moments because that's what our girl loves to do. But you know, she gets mm-hmm. it right every single time. Like she only has to do something once and she gets it. Yeah, exactly. So episode four was probably my best episode with predictions. Yes, it was. So the first prediction I made was that Rhysand was going to fall for Feyre now that she'll be with him in the night court for a week Mm -hmm. every month or for the rest of her life. We don't know if this is true yet, but I do have to mention it because it is a possibility in book two now that she's going to be there. Yeah, so now she we're keeping that one alive. Faye, so <laughs> she is going to live a very long time. She's not mm-hmm. going to have a mortal life like she had when she made this bargain. Ooh, so maybe she's going to like live more freely and more live like you were dying, <laughs> but you never die. <laughs> yeah, she's got a whole new outlook on life. Maybe I don't know. We'll have yeah. to see. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Everything we're talking about is just making me more excited to go read after this recording. No, I so. know. We haven't we haven't started reading. We I haven't. did read chapter one, mm-hmm. but then I was like, oh, I don't want to take notes. And I'm still trying to read Crescent City 3. So I'm like, yeah. I really need to finish this before I start doing big plot notes for the first yeah. part of A Court of Mist and Fury. Yes. And I was going to originally start before we recorded the Final Thoughts episode after we recorded episode mm-hmm. five, but I started reading another book on my shelf because I have over a hundred that I need to read. So you're welcome. Before I'm trying to punish myself and read one before I start court, a court of Well, we need theory. to start soon. I know. Because, well, we can go over it after, but we're reading a big chunk for the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. I will start soon. I'm halfway through my book. It's a Freedom McMahon one. So it's a thriller. Should be done quickly. <laughs> the last prediction that I'm going to go over in episode four, the golden prediction of the book so I far. Can't... Actually, the best prediction I made in I in can't even one. believe it. I fucking guessed the riddle, Megan. Yep. Literally. I guessed it. Almost gasped. I literally was <laughs> squeezing my nails onto my hand. So I was just like, oh, interesting. <laughs> literally, you deserve an Oscar for that because I was so self-conscious of my answer after your reaction that I was like, oh my God, I just, I'm an idiot. I know. I immediately called my friends and I said, she guessed love. And I had to sit there and act like she wasn't a fucking genius for guessing that. <laughs> like, immediately I wanted to be like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. How did you do that? But I had to sit here and act like nothing. Like, oh, OK, cool. That's such an interesting prediction, Amanda. But I was No, but so I'm proud. glad you didn't because when I actually saw it on the page, I got chills. I was just like, holy fucking shit. It made it that much sweeter I that know. I guessed it, I was like, know? keep reading. Please tell me when you get to this part. I know. You were saying that. You were like, what chapter are you on? Did you start yet? You're not going to want to put it down when you start. And you were right. I read through the whole thing. Like, I'm going to read it, Megan. Like, what do you want me to get to? I know. I'm like, what is going on? But no, it was so good. So good. For episode five, I did make a few general predictions for Akamath. I love saying that. It's even funner than Akatar. Oh my God. I actually forgot to tell you, my aunt, I was talking to her the other day and she was like, I could not figure out for the longest time what Akatar was. And I'm like, oh my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's just, you know, the literal initials. Yeah. yeah I would both. love to know who like so started funny. that. Like if Sarah was like, oh, this is what it's going to go by or like the fans just decided 
of that. I don't yeah. know. We should find out. Yeah, I don't out. know what the backstory is of that. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can figure yeah. that out. She probably was asked that in an interview or something, maybe. Yeah, probably. We'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know. Just look at literally all my tabs. I know you took yours out. Oh my look God, at I all know. of them. It's crazy. I take mine off. I don't know why. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit in my I book. I should show you what my From Blood and Ash book looks like because I made you buy that last night too. And I know that's like that was controversial because some people don't like it, but I do. I like it. And so, hold on. Should I just show you right now what it looks like? Okay. Yes, show me. Look. <gasps> Megan. Yeah. Don't even. It's so low on my TBR and it's just moved up a couple pecs. <laughs> There's just so much that goes on like in that world. And I was trying to theorize and be all sneaky. I'm like, I'm going to figure this yeah, out. <laughs> I totally get it. That's how I am. So. Yeah, now I have an Akatar <laughs> that looks like this because I never did this before, but I'm so, so excited to have it annotated now and I will never undo it. I literally do it after we finish the episode. I'm like, get these out of my book right now. I don't know why. I don't I like know, it. I'm already, I can't wait to start annotating the next one. Oh my God, I know. Speaking of the next one, let's go over the general predictions that I made in episode five for Akamath. I'm not commenting um, on any of these. Yes. No, you're not allowed to comment. Do your Oscar thing Okay, right now. <laughs> I'll just drink my ginger ale and you can talk. We'll give you an Academy Award. Yeah. <laughs> the first one was that Sam's gonna fall for Feyre and she's gonna be forced to choose between him and Tamlin. Then I thought that the King of Highburn would make another appearance, but as our main villain this time in Akamath. And number three was that the mortal world was still not safe from the King of Highburn. So I did predict that Feyre's family would come and live with them in the spring court for safety. If this happens, I thought also that Lucian and Nesta might end up falling for each other since they're both assholes, but also in the in the best loving way. And I have a great story about this, but I can't tell you until our final thoughts episode in book two. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to remind you. Yeah. So you better remember it. I have a great story. All right. So kind of the last section in our final thoughts episode is what kind of surprised us the most, but we're just going to keep this to what surprised you the most during these books because I have obviously read this book and so mm-hmm. nothing really surprised me all that much right. except Lucian's dad giving the spark first. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hand this over to you, Amanda, and let us know what surprised you the most about Akatar. Okay, so I do have two things that I was the most surprised about. Mm-hmm. One that I've already mentioned several times in the last hour <laughs> is that I really didn't see it coming that she was going to be high fae. Well, that's a big like, deal. That was surprise number one. Yeah. yeah. Insane. And I think because it was the first book, it was the most surprising. Like, if this had happened back in, like, book three or four, I wouldn't have been surprised at all. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it happened so early on is just, I can't even imagine what the fuck the next book is going to end like if the first book ends like this. It's so, good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Also, it's def- a reminder to our listeners that the next book is actually Megan's all-time favorite book. So. Yeah. I would say I think the next book ends how you would suspect this book ended on like a really big Ooh. cliffhanger. So oh, God. it's definitely like, it's like, all right, here we go. Let's continue yeah. this series. So yeah, I can't wait for you to, I just, I can't wait for everyone to read this book. I, we need to hurry up and end this episode. I know, we need to hurry up and end it. <laughs> okay, so the second thing that I was most surprised about, which I sort of mentioned earlier was how much I felt for Amarantha when you hear her backstory. Mm. I'm just such a sucker for the sister love. 
You know, when you have a younger sister, you just everything about sisters just hits you different. So I know she's our most evil villain and I hate her completely. But Mm. I just think the love there and why she wants the revenge is now I just understand so much more what the wrath is all about. Because if someone fucking did to my sister what Jurian did, Mm. I would fucking raise hell yeah hell would freeze over yeah because i would be the new hell well i mean and... i think amaranth was gonna destroy the mortal world even without her yeah sister being exactly killed, but... which is why i still hate her yeah. you know she's still the villain and i'm so glad that tamlin stuck that sword through her fucking forehead ripped her so, throat out ripped her throat out yeah she's, she's dead finally and gone. got to do something yeah <laughs> yeah literally but i think it's masterfully done how sarah kind of gives you that little tidbit about her and the sister you know yeah just a little i like when we know a villain backstory exactly yeah. yeah instead of just blindly hating them you know a little bit more and where they're coming from a little bit yeah those were what surprised me the most about akatar well i get it <laughs> she's like fuck amarantha i'm fucking done with that bitch i'm glad she's got her throat ripped out but no i totally agree (laughs) (laughs) all right so the next book that we're going to be reading is my favorite book of all time a court of mist and fury by sarah j mass which will air episode one of this book series on march 7th so that will cover chapters 1 through 13 which Mm -hmm. is all of part one of this book so there's three parts to this book part two is massive so it will be broken up a little bit more and then part three is not as big just like kind of like part one Mm -hmm. but we'll post the schedule to our instagram so that you guys know what the reading schedule is but for march 7th we'll be covering chapters 1 through 13 yes all of part one all of part one. Super excited. Unfortunately, we're already done. I could talk about oh Akatar forever. God. It was such I mean, a good book. Yes. It is such a good starter to this world. It is. You can't do without it. You gotta read it. You gotta love it. You gotta fall in love with the characters. Yes. To get you to this bad boy right here. So that is all we have for you today. Megan and I are so excited to start A Court of Mist and Fury, book two of mm-hmm. the series. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and our coverage so far on Akatar. Please let us know what your final thoughts are and your thoughts on this episode by leaving us a review and comments on any of the platforms you are listening slash watching on or on our social media pages. This helps tremendously to get the word out and lead more listeners to find our show and tune in. Yes, don't forget to email, follow, subscribe, rate us five stars, and tell all your friends about us. And we can't wait to break down chapters 1 through 13 in A Court of Mist and Fury next week. Yes, we will see you then. Yes, we hope the rest of your day is blissful. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week for part one of A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Maas, covering chapters 1 through 13. Happy reading! Thank you.